You're listening to the Get Inside Us podcast. My name is Hannah. And I'm Adam. How have you been feeling lately, Adam? Because we are currently in Mercury retrograde. Oh, well, I mean... I hope that can explain away some of the feelings I've been feeling. I mean, I've been in general <laughs> despair for so long. It's been like, <laughs> but I do feel like it's been particularly rough. January onwards has just been. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say full hell because who knows what's going to happen next. <laughs> I know. So I'll go like a light hell. You don't want to tempt fate in a rain, but uh, no. to be fair, we're recording this during Mercury retrograde, which is January thirtieth. To February 21st, so... If you listen to this, congrats, you are out of the retrograde. How are you feeling? You feeling good? <laughs> yeah. Do you like getting those retrograde vibes behind you? Again, you know, there's there's something that happened in my life on the 1st of February. It was like literally the day after this shit started. And I'm like, why? Why? Retrograde, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, just chaos. Just chaos. <laughs> so um, for clarification, how much do you know about astrology? I know a little bit and like I I've dabbled I've heard different things it's like over my life I've heard words and and like thought about stuff read little articles in magazines you know what I mean listened to different podcasts followed stuff on socials like I know absolutely jack shit about (laughs) astrology (laughs) like I know that horoscopes are a thing I know that I'm an Aries (laughs) the end that's all I know (laughs) I don't follow it at all, so I'm interested to know what what's what's going on. What the, what the fuck is a retrograde? Let's find out. <laughs> you asked you asked me what a rising was, and I just started laughing. Like I was just like, <laughs> I'll get the information for you. <laughs> like I don't know these things. <laughs> Mercury retrograde is like when the planet Mercury appears to travel backwards. To those who practice astrology, these times in particular were tr- like. Traditionally associated with confusion, delay, and frustration. But this thing also says that like intuition is high during these periods. Coincidences can be extraordinary. I'm assuming everything in retrograde's bad, you know? Or rough. Or challenging. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Well the the disdain that I've heard about Mercury retrogrades or retrogrades in general, they no one ever enjoys them, I don't I think. <laughs> It's I mean, like, I'm not enjoying mine, so... <laughs> the only thing I could think of is that, like, it says here, because I'm like, why Mercury? But it says, like, Mercury rules communication in all forms, like listening, writing, reading, speaking, um, as well as activities closely related to communication, like negotiations, contracts. It also rules travel, automobiles, shipping, and mail. So when Mercury is in retrograde, try to remain flexible, patient, and understanding. Allow extra time for travel. Avoid signing any new contracts that you are unsure of. Double check your email responses and check in with reservations to make sure you take that trip. I really like how like Mercury in this affects like emotional things, but then also specific things like the post. (laughs) 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 Very spiritual things, and then also very physical, mundane things like the post and shopping. (laughs) General chaos, dude. (laughs) Some blame Mercury uh, for all chaos that happens in their lives. However, this is a good time to sit back and review what you put your energy towards. This is what this thing says, right? Losing the balance between different parts of your life can cause them all to suffer. 
So being aware of the connections between them, especially during Mercury retrograde, can help you maintain or at least better understand how that balance works. You know, try not to do anything drastic, kind of think about the stuff, kind of take it slow, I guess. It almost seems like it's a time to like stop rushing through things. I mean, is that that bad? It doesn't sound terrible. But yeah, I've heard people blame it on so much shit. <laughs> always like, it's fucking, it's this, it's done this. <laughs> always blame Mercury for your problems. It's nice to have someone to blame, you know? <laughs> yeah, basically. But there's so much more to it as well. Like, that's why they do, like, mm. birth charts and stuff like that. Because it's like, they call them, like, the big three. Is your sun, moon, rising. I've heard those terms, yes. <laughs> but yeah, the sun is, like, the main one. So your sun would be Aries. That's the one you know. The sun spends about 30 days in each of the signs. And the moon spends roughly two and a half days in each sign, which I don't really understand, but I guess it's the phases of the moon, right? <laughs> I mean, is it the moon around all the time? Why is it only two and a half days? I don't know. <laughs> but the elusive rising sign is so-called because it denotes which sign is on the horizon at the time of your birth. The sun is your deepest self. The sun sign, like you being Aries and me being Leo, is like your deepest self. Your moon is your inner emotional landscape. So kind of dictates your emotions and how you process stuff, how you deal with that kind of stuff. And your rising sign or ascendant is both your outlook on the world and the first impression that you give others. Like at a first meeting, job interview, party, people will perceive you as your rising sign. But as they get to know you better, they've become to see the rest of like they can see the rest of your chart. The rising sign is often called like the public mask or front door. The front door, <laughs> I hate that. Open me up. <laughs> Step inside. Step inside and get inside us! Ah! <laughs> and so I also found this thing where it says uh, a deep dive into every rising sign. Oh no. So astrology is a nuanced topic if you find descriptions of your rising sign don't resonate with you please keep in mind that it's a tiny piece of the puzzle. <laughs> you're big three. You're an Aries sun so you're fire. But then your rising is fucking Scorpio. Uh-huh. Not a fucking Scorpio. And then your moon is Pisces. So you're like double water with a fire sun. Fucking Pisces. So what moon. does that say about me that I'm at war with myself? <laughs> no, the Scorpio shit. I have my own opinions about Scorpio, but I don't think it's... <laughs> See, I know Scorpios and they seem fine to me. Do you want to hear what the deep dive into it is? Yeah, what does it? What, I want to know. I want you to tell me who I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you're a Scorpio rising, you may come off as mysterious, quiet, and alluring. <laughs> oh, alluring. Alluring. Yeah. Excellent. I mean, definitely more quiet because it's like Aries are quite, fire signs are known to be quite talkative, quite loud, very like. I don't know, like confident and stuff like that. And so that's why, like, when you think of like Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, it's like, fuck yeah. But like, when people first meet you, it's like you tend to be quite quiet, right? Like, I remember when I first met you, you're quite. When someone, yeah. when you first meet me, I am silent. I'm not just quiet. I'm like, <laughs> nope, not getting anything out of me. I am anxious as fuck. <laughs> it's like complete opposite of what an Aries would be. So it makes sense that. Your Scorpio rising. I mean, I'm not sure about alluring. I don't feel like people are allure, allure, allured, allured. <laughs> allure. No, I'm not gonna say it anymore. You don't feel people that are uh, 
lured in by your presence. Nah. <laughs> it's not always a sexually charged charm, although it can be. <gasps> Ooh. 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 As far as me, just so we can get into the deep dive of my rising. I'm a Leo sun. Um, I'm a Virgo rising and a Cancer moon. My Virgo rising to me makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so I know myself. Oh, this is where I'm going to read you the filth. For your Virgo ascendant. So is this what you actually are or what people think you are? Um, It's what I appear to be to the world. It's how I present myself and how people okay. first understand me. You are a, a little understated in your personal mannerisms and appearance. <laughs> people with Virgo ascendants are sensitive to any discomfort or signals that their body gives them. Mm. Many are especially interested <laughs> in concerned with physical health. Some are attracted to mind-body awareness exercises such as yoga. Virgo rising people are often rather particular about food. Um, Virgo ascendant natives have a tendency to worry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Wait, we have to first break some of this shit down, okay? So, yeah, I'm worried about different things. I also deal with different stuff. So, yeah, I'm going to be aware of my body and how it feels and always be, like, conscientious and thinking about that. You know what I mean? Like, you've been with me and stuff like that. When we go places, I'm always having to fucking mm. think about that shit. They're obsessive about this. They're obsessive about this shit. They fucking overhead <laughs> like this. Yeah, like, thanks. So I, I relate to that stuff. I get it. And it does take me a while. It's like, I'm very outgoing and confident in social aspects but i also don't really open up to people immediately i'm quite weary mm. of weary of things and trust you know what i mean i'm always like analyzing the shit first you know what i mean before i could really open up to people i'm like Ooh, do i actually trust like, you what do you want from me yeah it's hard because people mistake my ability to talk with being open and trusting you know what i mean and those are not mm. the same thing so I mean, again you know me in that way do I trust people? And do I really open up to people immediately? No. <laughs> like, the last part you left off was uh, worry a lot, which I don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Never. <laughs> I am stress-free for eternity. <laughs> um, despite Virgo rising tendencies, they appear rather collected and professional. Relationships can sometimes be messy simply because these natives don't always see their partners and partnerships clearly. There's a quiet charm to many Virgo rising people. Once they warm up to new people and situations, you'll find they have a lot to offer. They'll help you out of a jam, go on a limb for you, surprise you with natural modesty <laughs> under a somewhat critical and standoffish manner. The natural modesty... What does that mean? Excuse me. I am very modest. <laughs> don't flash your ankles. <laughs> I think natural modesty is like you don't go around bragging about shit. As far as like a lot to offer when I warm up to people, I mean, that's kind of like, that's not really something I can say about myself. It just depends on what other people feel like if I have a lot to offer. I don't know. <laughs> I attract people who need help. I mean, I have done a lot of work in civil service work. It's always based around trying to help people and help the community and do that kind of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm usually drawn towards like, yeah. Messy relationships. I'm not even touching that. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so are you ready to hear yours about more about the Scorpio? Sure. You're Aries with Ascendant Scorpio. So you have a strong personality that is on the secretive or private side. 
However, this may only be the image projected to others. In fact, this Aries is straightforward and more forthcoming than they first appear. Sometimes a prominent scar or a slightly severe look comes with this combination. You have a scar we just talked about. Um, it says that Scorpio ascendant people have a lot of presence. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. You are existing. If I was a ghost and they had those like EMF EMF readers, something like that. Um, I would be barely registered. Registered. They'd be like, oh, I think there might, there might be something here. But there's just there's not enough presence for us to confirm what's on the ghost. You just don't want to be perceived too much, which I also says in here. Scorpio rising people value their privacy so much it can border on paranoia. You are on the reader as. Almost not there because you don't want to be perceived as fucking Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> Something about them that tells the world they are not to be pushed around. Their manner commands. <laughs> their... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> their manner commands respect and in some cases fear. Well, I mean, can... I hope I do. I'm a manager. I have to instill fear that they won't respect me. It's I true. don't. I don't instill any fear. <laughs> no one gives true. a shit. <laughs> if you were my manager, you could bet. My ass would also always be stressed. I'd be like, oh, I'm so good. Please can I talk to you? And be like, Hannah, what's wrong? I'd be like, I'm so hot. And you're like, Hannah, it's me. I think you're my manager. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you either love or hate Scorpio rising people. Obviously. Ooh, I've got some enemies. Obviously hate you. Um, <laughs> they are rarely. I've only got one arch nemesis. So that's. Who's your arch nemesis? Uh, that I can know about, reveal? at least. Can you reveal it or no? I can. I mean, I will reveal because it's a piece <laughs> of shit. Um, so I used to host YouTube gatherings with my friend Kim. A YouTube gathering back in the day was where, like, you'd make YouTube videos and you'd be like, hey, let's all hang out. So people from, like, the Bristol area, Birmingham, would come down to Cardiff, we'd all hang out, we made friends. Still friends quite a lot of them to this day. They're great people. Um, and then this guy was also a Welsh YouTuber and he would also host Cardiff gatherings. Fine. I didn't see it as a competition. We're just hanging out. We're like 17, 18 at this point. It's not a big deal. Um, we hosted a gathering on the same day as his. We didn't know that until we saw the event page and we were like, oh, fuck. So, hi, Adam, because his name was also Adam. Do you want to combine gatherings? Because there's no point having two gatherings. He was like, no, this is my gathering. You stole my day. I'm like, we don't give a shit about you. We had no idea this was happening. And then we went to the same places and his gathering were all taught to, like, glare at us with daggers and then every time I bumped into him he would give me the evil eyes and I'd be like chill out mate T turns out though he is um he was abusive oh so he can go fuck himself arch nemesis uh, definitely agree with that um that's appropriate like yeah <laughs> I I've been I've known you almost nine years though so like why how how have I not heard about this I remember gatherings did I just not give a shit? Like, what the fuck? Did I not care? Was I oblivious? Like, did I just... Like... Maybe you just completely oblivious to the drama. <laughs> he, like, he came to one of the first YouTube gatherings where, um, got YouTube icon Charlie McDonnell, um, came to it. Oh my god. Um, because that was when he was, like, super relevant. He was, like, yeah. one, so most subscribed people in Britain. This fucking guy would not stop talking to Charlie. And if you've watched any of Charlie's videos, you know that he is not the most outgoing extrovert. <laughs> he doesn't want someone just talking to him about YouTube for the whole thing. He came here to hang out with people and be like, oh, I haven't gone to a YouTube gathering that's only like 50 people before. Because he's, he got to that point where like 
everyone would go to him and clamor at him. So he wants to go to a quiet one. And he's just harassed by this guy who calls himself the Welsh Charlie. And it's like, there's nothing more off-putting than that. Did he say that to him? I'm the Welsh Charlie. Yeah. I would fucking actually leave my body. My soul would ascend. (laughs) My soul would ascend and I would leave. If someone said that to me, like, I'm the Welsh Hannah. I did this. I'd be like, I would totally disconnect. I'd be out. So he's the only person I know who hates me. I mean, there's probably more. There must be more. But I wonder who they are. Uh, they Okay, so Scorpio Rising people are rarely um, people who go through life unnoticed. So, <laughs> <laughs> rare, they're rarely people who will blow their chances with impatience. They plan out their moves carefully and deliberately, relying on their awesome ability to feel out others in situations. You wouldn't say that you think about situations carefully and deliberately and think about what may happen and and plan it ahead, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Just are, you, are you um, alluding to what I told you the other day? <laughs> so I have this thing where, like, if I've got an important... Not even, like, an important day. If I just know that I'm doing something the next day, while I'm going to bed, I will plan out my steps for the day. But, like, in real time... So I'll be laying in bed, and I'll get up, I'll go to the shower, I'll shower gel, shampoo, but I'll be thinking in my head real time, walk to the bus stop, um, wait for the bus, and I'm just laying in bed thinking, why am I playing out my day routine? (laughs) I'm going to have to live this again, and I've already done it in my head. It's done, but I'm going to have to do it again. It's fucking bullshit. You're Scorpio rising. But I cannot... It's your Scorpio rising. You can't help it. It's just how you are. You have to plan out things deliberately and carefully and think about all the different moves. <laughs> like... <laughs> what do you think about that? How do you feel? I mean, I'm not hugely convinced by the people of either love or hate me rarely go through life unnoticed. I think I'm pretty unnoticed most of the time. <laughs> and that's fine by me. That's how I like it. <laughs> I think, there's thick, I think there's a lot of neutral opinions about me. I, mean... I don't think there's a love or hate. It's like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, that's fine. He's there. He's chilling. See, that's what I would say about because it's like when you, I, if I was asked about Scorpios, I would say they're pretty quiet and just fucking stand there, fucking watching things, observing. <laughs> For the next of our big three, we'll start with the sun, which is the people. It's the sign like people usually associate themselves with. They're like, oh, I'm going to go read the horoscope in this magazine or the newspaper, so I'll look for my sign, and this is what they usually associate it with. So it's like it represents vitality, sense of individuality, and outward shining creative energy. Okay, um, so you are Leo. Okay, so you have an unmistakably regal air. Oh. You have a reputation for being conceited. But think again. (laughs) Leos do feel important, but this generally takes the form of wanting to change the world in some way, to make the world a better place. You are generally motivated by affection for people and often have big dreams and plan to make people happy. I think you have an unmistakable regal air. (laughs) I want to live in a castle after all. I mean, goddamn, I better better have a regal air about me. (laughs) Generally, Leos are hardworking, they are attracted to all the good things in life, and they know they have to work to get them. That was a difficult sentence for me. I don't know why. <laughs> it's sometimes difficult to imagine Leo's go-getters if you happen to catch them in one of their languid moods. <laughs> What's a languid? Wait, let's find out what languid is. Oh, God, kind of like 
lazy, lethargic, right? Um, lethargic. Having um, or showing a disinclination for physical exertion. <laughs> so relaxed, unhurried, like, or unenergetic, or sickly, weak, feeble, <laughs> frail. <laughs> I mean, accurate, right? <laughs> Delicate, yeah. drooping, tired, weary, <laughs> fatigued. I agree with that. Flagging. <laughs> I agree <laughs> with all of those words. <laughs> <laughs> These people can sleep in, laze around, and luxurate for long periods of times. Mm-hmm. However, when they do get to work, they do it with intensity and determination. The worst thing you could do to a Leo is accuse them of bad intentions. These happy, jovial people become mighty hurt when others don't see them for their noble intentions. <laughs> Red. Fucking <laughs> red. Red to filth. <laughs> Dragged to the mud. The, these people sleep in. I was like, wow, they know you. But you don't really sleep in. It's just because you go to bed late. Yeah. You're sleeping for the same amount of time, well, but it's just at a different time of day. That's six, about five to six hours a day at the moment with uh, my fucking current state of my fucking god. So it may look like you're sleeping in, but actually you're just sleeping for less than recommended hours. <laughs> I do luxuriate though. I do take like <laughs> a long time drinking my coffee, doing other things. You know what I mean? That's what I was like. I mean, do we need to mention the time we were at Wagamama for four hours? <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing you can do to Leo is accuse them of bad intentions. Fuck yeah. Like, don't fucking think that I've done something, you know with kind of any kind of bad intention and stuff like that. I mean, that kind of taps into my anxiety of like, I didn't do it, I didn't mean to, I got him not. <laughs> I'm just trying to be oh. helpful. <laughs> yeah, not wanting to get in trouble. That's that. Like, <laughs> oh, you were doing this wrong. I'm like, listen, I wasn't doing anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, do you think I'm happy and jovial? I mean, I think that that's one of the things about me, though, is that like, my resting face, I'll smile. Like if I meet someone and I don't like it, I smile. If I'm scared, I smile. If I, you know, I just, I smile like it's my, it's just what I always do. It's just a constant instant reaction to whatever I'm feeling. I'm just smiling, but on the inside, I might be feeling something completely different. So they'll hold on to situations and people for a very long time before they give up. There's an unmistakable idealism to Leo's view of the world and the people in it. Often, Leos have a very noble inner code they answer to. Oh, wait. Oh, this Leos appear to be rather confident. I want, I want to unpack. Wait, let's go back. The noble inner code. Who is um, the most... <laughs> who's the most virtuous person you know? <laughs> There's only one person I know who's 99% virtuous. 99, 98.9% virtuous. <laughs> <laughs> um, although on the surface, Leos appear to be rather confident, they can actually be some of the most humble souls around. They are the first to blame themselves when something goes wrong. Once again, it's the, the Leo self-importance at work, um, and this characteristic works in unexpected ways. Instead of being conceited, self-absorbed show-offs of reputation... They are usually very self-aware, self-conscious, and yes, even humble. I mean, see, that's the like big part of Leo, right? They always think, oh, it's like self-absorbed, show-off, conceited. You know what I mean? That is the reputation of Leos. It's like they want to be... There's also the reputation I've never like read, like resonated with. It's like you want to be front and center. Like you could always tell like the more kind of 
lazy astrological things and they're like oh leos love gold and theater and being on stage and i'm like no <laughs> you're like absolutely no fucking no, fucking no i mean i think it's always like <laughs> i think it's a, a, a when we choose to i mean there are a lot of leos and stuff like that that are notoriously like actors or you know what I mean, musicians and stuff like that and do kind of pursue those kind of careers but i don't know i can be confident in what i do and I, I like talking, I like socializing, I like doing that, but that's when I want to. And there's times that I just want to be languid and turn off and kind of re- <laughs> recharge. You know we love I mean? languid. But uh, what's the short, quick description? She is masterful. She likes authority. <laughs> she <laughs> aspires towards an ideal. She likes to give advice. She's honest, frank, loyal, open and sincere for the possible issues pride, vanity, arrogance, presumption, <laughs> and disdain for others. Wait, why did you laugh at the authority? Just because you never want to get in trouble <laughs> in school. I'm the punk that's afraid of authority. I mean, whether you like authority or whether you just, you know... Afraid of it. <laughs> Your son, Adam, which is the one thing you knew. Well, one of the, like, two things that you knew about astrology... <laughs> I knew that I'm Aries and there are retrogrades and yeah. <laughs> and risings. <laughs> so Aries is an active energetic sign. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's the word that with you? Um delicate, relaxed, <laughs> sleepy, that's me. Uh, dude, you almost kicked me in the face in the parking lot, okay? Because you suddenly just high kicked in the air for <laughs> no reason. You have your moments. Look, that was that was back in the good old days where I was allowed outside. <laughs> I'm not that I'm not that person anymore. The body comes first with Aries. <laughs> Sun and Aries people are natural athletes. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. They're not given to long, drawn-out emotional moments, nor are they big on planning ahead. <laughs> fuck, fuck <laughs> this. This can fuck right off. Why can it fuck off, Adam? What's going on? I am the biggest over-planner there is. <laughs> That's your Scorpio rising. We've already determined that. That's, maybe that overrides everything Aries. This is a generic reading of your sun. There's also the other planets and like replacements and stuff like that will slightly impact this stuff. So that's why it's like... What about big, uh, long, drawn-out emotional moments? Generally, I'm quite uncomfortable with emotion. Yeah. Um, because I don't know... I'm not very good at like helping people. You have surprised me, though. You really helped me in in different ways over time that I think I wasn't expecting because I know that you're not comfortable with a lot of that stuff but you've really stepped up at certain points dude I mean inside I might have been dying (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) so I'm glad that that was not coming across in the time of need (laughs) oh it goes on to say that you live your life simply what is happening right now is the most important to Aries and patience is a definite vice and innovation is a huge strength. Aries loves to start anything new, and they have trouble sitting still. I'm so impatient. I want things now. Like, if I'm fixing something, and I don't have the part, and I have to wait for it to be delivered, like, the next day, I'm like, come on, come on. Where is it? I can't deal with this. I want to do it now. I've got my mind set on it. I need to do this now, but I can't. I haven't got the bits I need. You have trouble sitting still. Um, for the past hour and a half, my legs have been shaking, <laughs> moving, having a, having a little wander. 
Are you very innovative with how you think or how you deal with stuff? Yeah. Yeah. But just the way you and I have tackled stuff on our adventures, I would say the two of us together can figure shit out. <laughs> A fucking nightmare. <laughs> I know. It's pretty rough. <laughs> Weatherby. I know. Do we need to say any more? I know. That's all, that's all that really needs to be said, really. Um, listeners can figure it out on their own. Maybe it's a story for another day. But uh, what's it? there's a very basic quality of bravery in these people that is unmistakable. Yeah. I'm not brave. You might not. You are brave. Again, Weatherby. You faced that shit head on. You might have been scared, but you fucking did it. I mean, it wasn't so much like I faced the situation of Weatherby. It's that I was a passenger in a car and could not face it. It was happening, whether I liked it or not. Weatherby was thrust <laughs> upon you. It was thrust upon both of us. I mean, that experience. <laughs> <laughs> Independence is their birthright. <laughs> Nothing gets them more. Wow. <laughs> Nothing gets them more going. Or, I'm sorry. Nothing gets them going more than a fresh slate. Uh, than the promise <laughs> of a new day and a brand new start. Right, so the last sentence really resonates with me because I cannot tell you the amount of times where I've got like, you know when you get really stressed about like a form of social interaction that you think is the end of the world? Mm. The amount of times I've been like, should I just move to Hull? <laughs> should I just leave? Should I just start again? Oh. No one will know who I am. I could have an entirely fresh start, make a new name, <laughs> and I don't have to deal with this. I could just be a new person and I choose Hull because I have absolutely no connection to Hull. So much so that I don't even know, really know where Hull is. So when it's like, nothing gets them going more than a fresh light, I'm like, yeah. I I feel like, I'm like, yeah, this would be great. This would be great. I love this. Oh, yeah. Independence. I don't know how I'd do Independence that. is your birthright. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Just go to Hull screaming freedom and love it. There's a childlike quality to all Aries Sun people, and it's often quite charming. I... A thousand percent agree with that last bit because like you like no because like you like to have fun in the most silly ways and stuff like that you're not overly serious and shit like that that's why i could fuck around with you so much you're always game for that kind of shit and we always just end up cackling in the middle of a fucking ikea over nothing like i (laughs) (laughs) oh my god the chair is green (laughs) 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 we're just cackling you're hunched over (laughs) wheezing i'm on my back on the floor (laughs) Although, does the childlike quality extend to my wall of power in just toys? Probably. <laughs> I think it might. <laughs> um, so the final of our big three, uh, as far as the zodiac signs and our birth charts, our natal charts, if you want to be professional. So what does the moon represent in terms? Because the first one was how we present. Yeah. The second one is how we are inside. Yeah. The moon is... Our emotional responses, unconscious predestination, and the self-image. What is my moon in? Uh, cancer. The moon is at home in the sign of cancer, as the moon is the natural ruler of the sign. Moon in cancer, natives have a large potential to be able to get in touch with feelings and moods of others. Their memories of the past are outstanding, especially for all things emotional. You cling to things, your home, your, the people you care for. Um, you seek out security and familiarity in all you do. Uh, these insecure ones accumulate things and attempt to feel secure. <laughs> okay, look. <laughs> look. I really look. like the word accumulate there. <laughs> yeah, I bet you fucking do. <laughs> Am I a hoarder? I'm not a hoarder. <laughs> I, I, that's wrong. That's so wrong. 
sense the sarcasm. I hope people can, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else does it say about me, Adam? It's fucking already dragging me. Um, because of their strong attachment to the memory of the past, <laughs> others may complain that <laughs> the moon and cancer natives tend to whip a dead horse. <laughs> they may dwell on things that hurt long after everyone else has moved on. <laughs> when they feel they have been taken for granted, which may be for which may be often, they don't always confront others directly. In fact, these natives, when they're insecure, can become quite manipulative. That's wow. so fucked up. They can also be victims of habit. It's, okay, yeah. I I can whip a metaphorical dead horse, I guess. Can I tend to... Uh... They have a strong attachment to the memory of the past. <laughs> I can dwell on things that have hurt me for quite some time. I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never. For- it's like imprinted forever. Like, <laughs> 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 don't always confront others directly. I feel like that's a bit incorrect. I guess sometimes I don't, but I like to confront things head on. The audacity of this website to call you manipulative. Those motherfuckers. Those <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Victims of habit. I guess yeah i i kind of like a routine the things i'm thinking about are all the things this last year this last year my life has not changed that much so it feels like i'm in a constant routine i can't get out of so it's kind of hard to even remember anything else so that's why i'm like yeah kind of you like your your starbucks in cardiff they can open them wherever you'd be like no we're going to that one. Why do you do this? You are so... They can open one next door, but you still go to the one that you always go to. I have to go to that Costco and do those certain things, and... <laughs> oh, God, I am a victim of this. I am a fucking victim of habit. <laughs> <laughs> can, like, remember the amount of times we'd be like, okay, let's drive somewhere, and you'd forget for a second because you'd be talking, and you'd go on autopilot, and you'd just end up back at Costco or Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> your body is so used to driving that route <laughs> I'm like I don't know why I'm here I gotta just go <laughs> <laughs> you're like were we going to Kefili and you're like yeah we were <laughs> one of the most delightful characteristics of mooning cancer people is their loony sense of humour <laughs> these people could be extraordinarily funny their moodiness can baffle others, but their outlook on life is something that most people can appreciate. These people are wonderfully dependable overall, despite their occasional mood swings. Make a friend of a moon in cancer, you'll be taken care of for life. <laughs> what are you taking care of for life? Lifetime supply of fucking pretzels. <laughs> Honestly. Oh my god. And just like tins of stuff that you've got in the cupboard you need to get rid of. Be like, here, take it, please. <laughs> A loony sense of humor? Not at all. <laughs> a green chair. <laughs> you are likable, sociable, very sensitive to environmental conditions and surroundings. You like home, habits, comfort, and your little world. <laughs> very caring and protective of loved ones. And your issues, subject to indolence and inertia. What? I don't know what that means. <laughs> You are impressionable and too sensitive. And then here it's got two words. It's just family problems. I do. Look, it, it can fuck itself. The whole fucking thing can just fuck itself. <laughs> oh, indolence is like kind of lazy, right? Laziness, idleness, sloth, inactivity. <laughs> I mean, all of these are saying that I'm like languid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, so what have you learned about yourself today, Hannah? 
I've learned that I'm languid. <laughs> yeah, fucking what the fuck? Impressionable? I don't think I'm impressionable. I like to think I'm very firm in who I am. I don't know, very sensitive to environmental conditions and surroundings. Like, yeah, I'll react to shit. Like we were just talking about, I'm like, yeah. Home, I love my home. Habits, comfort, and my little world. I was dying when you said that. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like I relate to the stuff though. Like, you know what I mean? Like when I feel something, I feel it quite intensely, quite watery like that. Quite wet. Wet astrological personality. There we go. The wop. The rising makes sense. The sun makes sense. The moon makes sense for me. Yeah. This yeah. is someone's typed out your your personality. That's fucked up. Mostly. There's a few <laughs> things that I'm like, no, no, but. But yeah, what, like. <laughs> Manipulative. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, indolence and. My, my languidity. <laughs> yeah. Is that, a, is that a word, languidity? Because I know language. Languid, linguini? <laughs> linguini. The linguini is the best You are part. linguini. <laughs> oh, my rising is in linguini. <laughs> <laughs> my rising is tortellini. <laughs> okay, are you ready for your moon? So, lunar Pisces, because uh, your, your moon is in Pisces. So you are a water moon I'm a as fish. well. Yeah, you're basically a fish. Um, lunar Pisces are known to be dreamy and not always in touch with reality. <laughs> 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 Their sense of humor is delightfully silly and a bit odd. <laughs> uh, <laughs> these are perceptive souls. So I don't want to self-label my humor as silly and a bit odd. However, I do think I am a bit silly. What, what did you just describe me as? Fucking loony. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> the amount of things that you and I have laughed at hysterically over nothing. It was just fucking ridiculous, right? <laughs> like, we shouldn't be allowed anywhere. I think that's probably one of my favorite things about being friends with you is that we could just laugh at fuck all. You know what I mean? It's like just nothing. <laughs> we don't need any stimulation from anything else. <laughs> I'll just <laughs> I feel like I could start laughing, right? And maybe I saw something, but I can't explain it because I'm too laughing too hard to explain it. <laughs> because, but because you don't know what's going on, but you see me laughing and hear me laughing, then you start laughing. And then we're just. You're cr- weeping, weaving. <laughs> we're just crying, laughing together. We don't even really know what's going on. That's that's definitely happened. <laughs> that's yes. like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. That's what happens when you get. Loony and delightfully silly, <laughs> just fucking together in the same room with water moon, <laughs> um, with plenty of space and time to daydream. Pisces moons easily get um, overloaded with life. Give them room to be, al- <laughs> give them room to be alone with themselves, and they're generally uh, able to take on the world. Yeah, I get overloaded with life. If you give you uh, if people give you room to. Be alone with yourself. Are you able to take on the world? I mean, maybe not so much take on the world. Maybe just like do things competently. Because I've had a nice recharge. This tendency gains them the reputation as suckers for sob stories. (laughs) Although this may sometimes be true, many lunar Pisceans learn in their lifetimes how to discern between sincerity and manipulation. If it's an MLM, I'm well versed in that manipulation, so... <laughs> maybe I could be fooled by someone else, I don't know, but I, I like to think I'm not easily fooled, but... They are generally open on a sexual level, in a quiet way. 
<laughs> maybe I am, maybe I'm not. You have to be quiet I'm about quiet it. About it. <laughs> the ability to empathize, even in the absence of experience, gives them an open mind and heart. Most uh, long to express this through writing, music, both listening and making, poetry and art. In fact, the happiest people with this position do just that. I mean, I do long to be able to write and make music and do poetry and art. I think it's really cool. I yeah. know I wouldn't be able to do it. Like, when would I start with poetry? I'm so, like, I'm not very good with metaphors or, like, similes or anything that isn't literal. So my poems would be, like, the grass is green on a sunny day. Adam walked into the field and sniffed a plant. <laughs> <laughs> there would be no, like, sugarcoating or, like, any whimsical, flowery language. It'd just be straight to the point. This is what happened. Straight to the point. But I wish I could be that. I wish I could make have that part of my brain that could make up really nice eloquent language i just can't can't do so it So, as a lunar piscean would you say you are uh, a dreamer like that and get in a bit of a dreamy state like they describe piscians jesus christ i guess <laughs> um though some are doormats most pisces moon people <laughs> instinctively know when they're due for a much needed recharge oh uh, yeah wow wow that's... wow Certainly didn't include that in mine. <laughs> That's like a very new book. <laughs> oh, it's at these times that they retreat from the world and its harsh realities, if only to gather strength to face everything and everyone again. I can't describe to you how much I love being alone. <laughs> I love it. I love that moment at like 5pm where you realise, I haven't spoken today. Not a single sound has left my mouth. Sometimes. <laughs> Right, I love living with Jake. I love it. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to live alone. But sometimes I dream about living alone. There would be no one there. It'd be all mine. And honestly, the pandemic was great for me for the first few months. Because like, this is just a massive recharge. This is exactly <laughs> what I've been wishing for. I mean, not, you know, the deaths and the awful tragedies. However, you've got to take what you can get from a situation. And I was enjoying it. And now it's I've been recharging too much and I want to cut down, but I can't because it's still going. Thanks, Boris. As soon as it is fucking safe, we will have so much social time. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna be on everyone. No one will get no one will be able to peel me away from anyone. I'll be clinging on to them for dear life. Oh my god. Can we just yeah, we're just gonna have to tape ourselves together. We'll just become one. Should we do, <laughs> should we do back should we do back to back and like go through play? Could you imagine going into the store and I'd be like, Adam, you have to turn the other way. I just see <laughs> It's one of those like uh, I I like my alone time. I like my own company. I like that kind of stuff. But then it's like like, you know what I mean? Some people are like, oh my God, I need to be around people. I need this. And I'm like, I do not need yeah. that. I am okay. But then it does get to a point. So the last part is the short description and potential issues. Are you ready? Well, you ready? feed me with my issues. <laughs> so the short description of uh, Piscean Moon is imaginative, sharp insights. He is impressionable with an abundant imagination. Gentle, warm, humorous, and artistic. Troubles uh, caused by too much sentimentality, worries, problems, unhealthy imagination, escapism, and nervousness. <laughs> it's always throwing in the nervousness. I get it. I'm anxious. Uh, there's a lot of nervousness with Pisces. Um, too much sentimentality. Yes, I recently spent literally three days trying to sort out all of my things that I've kept. 
<laughs> so the trouble there is I had too much stuff and it was everywhere. Yeah. And I had I now have a filing system for my memories. <laughs> <laughs> you... like, so this folder is for this type of memory. This folder is for this type. This scrapbook is tickets for stuff. Fucking <laughs> oh, hell. You sufficiently uh, freaking filed and sorted your memories. That's, I mean, that's admirable. I wish I could do that. I'm chaos right now. So I've accumulated <laughs> everything. Like the fucking cancer moon I am. So how do you feel about everything? What's your general takeaway? I feel like it's maybe like, I'd say like 70% correct for me. I mean, you can get into all these different things. Like there's so much with astrology. We could be talking for five hours about this shit. Because, there's a lot of layers. Yeah, there's so much symbolism, so many different things to kind of unpack. Like as far as different houses, like the different planets are in. I mean, we just did the big three. There's so much in your natal chart. It's unbelievable. So like I, I was speaking to you before about this. Like when did all of this start? When did people start like reading the stars and mapping that stuff and looking at different things? Like how do you have any kind of history or back knowledge on this shit? Vaguely. Um, <laughs> first of all, there's a lot of information. A lot. So trying to sift through it, especially with me being <laughs> restless, it's, it's hard to read a lot. Of stuff sometimes. <laughs> the early evidence for humans making conscious attempts to measure, record, predict seasonal changes in reference to astronomical cycles appears as markings on bones and cave walls 25,000 years ago. 25,000? And then, like, astrology was practiced in the first dynasty of Mesopotamia in 1950 to 1651 BCE. BCE? BCE. Oh my! So about God, uh, about two thousand years before our calendar started. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> oh my god! And also, like as a as the human race, we fucking love looking at the stars and moons and stuff, and making you know predictions for stuff. Like it says here, like the Indians, Chinese, and Mayans all developed their own elaborate systems for predicting terrestrial events from celestial observations. So we love looking up and being like, that might mean something, that might. And then somehow creating this whole thing with charts and tropicals and zodiacs and orbs. I mean, that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's one of those, like, I, I feel like people try to find meaning in everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, this must mean something and this must mean this. I mean, that's why we have religion why we have this kind of thing because people tried to find meaning the meaning of life so I, I think a good way to kind of end this conversation is to you know take what people were wondering about way back when you know and actually mapping stars and watching the movements and stuff and just go to the sun and read what mystic meg has to say for us today <laughs> um so i would like to clarify the sun is a piece of shit yeah, not everyone's going to know what the sun is. The sun is yeah. a newspaper in the United Kingdom, <laughs> and it is far right, mm. fear mongering. Yeah, um, a borderline tabloid. Is it a tabloid? Would you consider it a tabloid? Yeah, bullshit? I would say it's a tabloid. It's like, oh look, this celebrity's gone on the beach. Oh look, they have a bit of a tum. Yeah, it's that outrage. kind of bullshit. Yeah, we are going to read from Mystic Meg. Yeah, because I feel like she is the antithesis of British a bit shit ho holograms? Not holograms. <laughs> she doesn't do not do holograms. 
Horoscopes. Could you imagine She's, a Mystic Meg yeah. hologram appearing in your fucking place <laughs> every morning? Every time you wake up, you open your eyes. Mystic Meg is going to appear and tell you what's going to happen oh. today. We're not going to say what day it is today because we're not going <laughs> to fucking reveal how what time expose. We, yeah, how, why would we expose ourselves for uh, recording this? You know, whatever. It's irrelevant. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, and we're just going to do the sun signs because daily horoscopes don't go that deep into your natal chart. So, no. no. Um, so for Aries, which is the first one, um, because that is the first of the zodiac, <laughs> um, the moon and sun stir up your sociability sector and our names you link up with can put you on the luck and perhaps love fast track so an r name can put you um on the luck and love fast track sure <laughs> um if you're already loved up reinforcing a shared foundation of friendship can cancel recent clouds work can make a sudden u-turn today but it's one you're likely to love if any of this makes sense to you today i did get an email today i mean this, this is a bit <laughs> of a stretch but i mean this this is what mystic meg is she's a bit of a stretch um <laughs> I had an email today for some filming that was going to be cancelled, but now it's not cancelled. Oh, that's good. So that's the U-turn. Mystic Meg, she's right. But she said the full sentence, work can make a sudden U-turn today, but it's one you're likely to love. So it's a good thing. Mine for today for Leo is the prime focus is passion as your whole partnership zone glows. <laughs> There's a lift in your love life as you radiate fresh confidence. And a name that keeps coming back into your head can take over your heart too. Who? <laughs> what? <laughs> Can Mystic Meg provide a name? Because we have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm clueless here. <laughs> Pluto brings <laughs> this message you later. I'll be like, Adam, I heard this name three times. It must be <laughs> a message from Mystic Bloody Meg. Mary. Just <laughs> <laughs> fucking imagine. Pluto brings some surprising switches in love names, numbers, and dates and words. So what is it? What? So literally everything. Surprising <laughs> Covering switching. all the bases, Mystic Meg, isn't she? Just switching it all up. I bet she's talking about love because it's February. Fucking whatever, Mystic Meg. Oh, God, yeah, it is February, isn't it? And that's mm. the thing. Oh, the and maybe love. it's not February. Maybe it's March that we're doing this. You don't, <laughs> the listeners do not know. They will never know. <laughs> I mean, there's so much to unpack with astrology. So, you know, we could always go into stuff at different times, but. I feel like that's a good place to kind of leave our listeners. Like They might have a better understanding of who we are. <laughs> if you'd like to follow our socials or contact us, you can find us on Instagram at Get Inside Us or on Twitter at Get Inside Us. And as always, Adam, what is our email? Get Inside Us podcast at gmail.com. That's awesome. And what is the rule, Adam? What's the, the general um, understanding? If you say something that Hannah doesn't like, she will <laughs> block you. Fucking if you threaten to put me in Mercury retrograde, fucking fuck you. You're getting blocked. <laughs> um, listen again next week. Hope you have fun. Be careful out there. Mercury will get you. <laughs> Oh god. Is that a threat? <laughs> <laughs>